up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Hey, what is going on, everybody? We are here, and we are going to bring you some heat. And yes, by heat, I mean a super flex rookie mock draft. You know what? I want to thank PTW for coming on. I want to thank True North, our friends from beyond the border. Of course, I'm from uh, Minnesota. I'm Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at DHH underscore Tyler. And you know what? I've got a crew, like almost like the mystery machine scooby-doo style of crew we've got a ragtag bunch we've got of course you guys know him from dynasty happy hour we got tim at dhh tim we got shane manila yes shane is the worst you can find him (laughs) on twitter and we got wes wes who's a part of this whole entire group here at fantasy pts it's a great group wes i'm going to give you the the floor after i introduced our next guest and that is Bob Gilchrist. You guys all know him. He's pretty much everywhere. He's the he's the Twitter friendly neighbor, we would like to say. But Wes, here I, I'm new here. Why don't you explain to the people what everybody can enjoy at Fantasy Points? Well, first of all, the toilet is my daughter, my four year old, not me. <laughs> so I am well. Not, not until you pick. Not until yeah, you make a draft. Yeah, pick. you know so. <laughs> Um, yeah, no toilet sounds for a little while. Um, yeah, so at Fantasy Points, we just released our draft guide. Uh, it, you, it, the money is 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 just who cares? Uh, Twenty five dollars you get, you get Craig, Greg Cosell and his what 40, 50 years of experience of breaking down athletes and and uh, what and you know just doing his magic, looking at looking at stuff and providing insights that you 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 can't put a price on and um i provided some of my insights on the 2022 uh prospects coming in the debbie guys and you also get of course our rankings you get our uh we did a mock draft for you with the staff so uh definitely check that out definitely we got it we got an app and everything it's it's uh, you know, it's definitely 100% cool. So definitely check that out and it's worth your time. But as far as the draft, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. We got some, some super flex going on and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. So, uh, let's, let's, let's dive in here. Right. Yeah. It's going to be great. And if, if nobody knows what's going on here, this is fantasy points media group. We got a bunch of podcasts to join. Dynasty Happy Hour is one of them. I am very happy to join this group. Ben, who, who's kind of running everything, he's the Wizard of Oz in the back behind the curtain doing everything. I want to give him a shout out and putting everything together. But you guys, after all this, I'm going to explain to you what we got after us. I mean, we are great, all of us. But there is going to be great shows after us. I know we might peak. But these guys are still going to be okay. Now, I just want to go around the table and say what's up. Bob, welcome in. Uh, do you want to tell the the audience anything? Tell them. What would you like me to tell them? I, Where, you, tell, you tell me. I mean, I feel like you're, you're better at typing words on Twitter than you are talking 
on a mic. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I am the I am terrible with the mic. And you know, pulling me into these kind of things is just taking me out of my comfort zone. And you know, uh John Bosch likes to do that. You like to do it. And so does uh Matt Donnelly at the Dynasty Vipers and Chase at Fantasy Intervention. Everyone likes to try to pull me onto these things and uh I am just not I'm not I'm not the guy for that. I, I'll make you a picture. I'll uh you know type it out for you but this kind of thing really uh <laughs> is not my thing now i do know somebody who is very good at talking and is a better talker than he is on twitter that is shane shane how are you tonight wait i'm, I'm a better talker than i am on twitter yeah you're a sweet talker yeah that's me um i'm definitely <laughs> sweet and cuddly on twitter i'm good man i'm ready to uh rock out on this super flex um ready to overdraft a particular player if he lands to me um excited to be on the show with you guys tonight and excited for you guys to join uh fantasy points that's pretty awesome for you guys um yeah it's it's great and now my my co-host that i see every week a dear friend of mine tim how are you today i'm doing good tyler uh it's it's exciting to be part of this uh rookie mock um you know, you, you jumped in here first, stole that 101. So, yeah, no Trevor Lawrence for me, obviously. But I took the two spots, so I'll get my guy, even though uh, you're going to take the top dog. That is true, and I know who your guy is, and I'm going to completely disagree with it. But you know what? Let's get this draft started, you guys. Let's begin the thing we were meant to, you know, be doing here and what everybody's here for. Now, I'm picking 101. And of course, it's super flex. It's non-tight end premium. It's a 12-team league. This is an easy selection for me. And uh, I'm just going to go with it. And if I could find where the draft button is, that would be great. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the little plus symbol, I believe. I, I'm clicking the plus. There it is. Yep. Bingo. There is. Look at that. See it? I'm not the brains of this operation. That's Tim. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm just the looks. The red beard, you know, I'm just the looks. All right, we got Tim up next at 102. Now, you I know, I'm, pause. Uh, I, I'm going to pause after each round, and then we can talk about it. But you can kind of talk about your pick, too, as you're doing yeah. it. Obviously, if I had the shot at Trevor, I'd take him here. But he's not getting past 101 in Superflex draft. So uh, I will go with my QB2 in this class, and that is the kid from BYU, Mr. Zach Wilson. Put him on the board. Let's go. I don't think I, I don't think any nobody told the computer that this this was a super super flex. flex. <laughs> I did put it on two quarterback settings, huh. so they do know. Oh, maybe so they're it, not. Maybe they're not like maybe they're like me. You know, maybe they're the beauty of sleeper yeah. and they're not the brains. They're just high on Najee Harris. That's all. Look, it's That's fine true. if they want Najee Harris, but they probably should have traded back to get some they should have additional been. assets. Um, back to that 105. Are we starting to talk trades, Shane? What do we, what do we got? <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing right here. Right? It's super flex. So I don't have yeah. a choice. I have to do this. And it really, hopefully, well, I hope a lot of people are watching this for your sake, Tyler, but I hope none of them are watching it. Um, that have here heard me profess my love for Ty, uh, Kyle Pitts because I'm going to have to go Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I wow. mean, the funny thing is, is it's non-tight end premium. So it's, it's, a, it's a smart pick. 
in my yeah. in my eyes. I have a feeling Trey Lance may well, sh- land. Or Shane, if play. Fields were to go at three, like he normally probably will in a super flex draft, you think four is the spot? Yeah, I'm, the taking, tight end? I'm taking Kyle Pitts yeah. right there. Yep. I don't care if it's tight end premier or not. The guy's barely a tight end. He's a tight end as much as I'm a tight end. I don't know, man. He 22 bench presses. He's uh, he's a little stronger than a lot of people think. He can, I, uh, he can I, get in there and get dirty. I'm I loving the fact that of the rumors of that. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, and there's rumors that if Atlanta passes on a quarterback, you know what's happening? They're taking pits at four. And if that happens – you are going to see a grown man cry because <laughs> I'm going to be so pumped. And it's just going to make me want to, to five and let you somebody a, else take a quarterback. That's true. You do have a great chance of that because, because of the contract with Matt Ryan, there is absolutely no way they, they can mm-hmm. take a quarterback and try to move him. That's or true. Yeah. Him. Now, Bob, you uh, are up. Uh, they can't cut him. I am up, and uh, I mean the pick is obvious. Yeah, I mean the pick is right here for uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, he's, he's, I think he's pulling a Minnesota. Okay, I was gonna say I there think he might pull a Minnesota Vikings and just let the clock run, and then you know miss out on Terrell Suggs. We all know how that worked. Oh, you you clock you clocked us too. It's a two minute clock. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right, now let me pause the draft, and we'll talk about the first round. All right, so the first round, it went Trevor Lawrence. And I'm going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. It's a slam dunk. I mean, 101, you don't really need to talk about Trevor Lawrence. He is an Andrew Luck-style prospect. I I do worry about Jacksonville as a team and how they run their organization. Uh, That's fine because Trevor Lawrence is still going to be fine. And in a super flex, everybody here knows in a super flex, quarterback is king. Once you get a quarterback on your team, their value immediately rises to an insane amount. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going in first rounds in startups right now. And to me, like that value is there for you to take. I mean, if you were to go with the Zach Wilson, because you like his landing spot more that, I mean, I can see it maybe, but I'm not a Zach Wilson guy, but I will talk to the person who is a Zach Wilson guy. And that is Tim who took my one Oh two. Well, yeah, uh, Zach Wilson was my pick at 102 this past year there at BYU. Completed over 70% of his passes, career yardage of 7,652 yards. Uh, this kid athletically can can get out of the pocket, get out of trouble, extend the plays, make all the throws he needs to make, you know, off balance, uh, off that regular base that a normal quarterback needs to have in order to make these passes. The kid shows minor flashes of a little bit of Mahomes there. Uh, He's not going to be Mahomes. I don't think, but he does things that Mahomes does at a, at a, you know, a smaller level. So I really like what I see out of Mr. Zach Wilson. Um, He's been going to a quarterback guru now for a few years. Listen to a podcast the other day where they were interviewing him. They said, he's one of these guys that if they show him something or they, they start working on a throw that he can't make, all he does is work on that one tool until he's got it. That's the, that's exactly what I love in a quarterback. He's going to go into New York. Uh, everything says the Jets are taking him there too. Uh, he's going to go in with that same mindset, and he's just going to work his tail off to be the best possible quarterback he can be. So I'll take him here too in the Superflex draft as well. 
Yeah. And then the next pick is Najee Harris. And I think we all can agree that was not a great pick by the computer. So we can all shame him for picking Najee Harris at, at three. Why do we just uh, assume it's a man? Um, uh, okay. It could have been and a woman I, that made that stupid pick. Or let's, a let's just, let's just say or it's types. Yeah, it was let's probably Sipes. Sipes. He fell asleep. Sipes, who is uh, the host with Shane. But no, uh, Shane, let's talk about your pick in Justin Fields. Uh, where do you think he actually lands in the NFL? Are you somebody who is going to to think he goes to Sam Fran? Or do you think that's a Trey Lance who we will talk about later in this draft? I, I legitimately don't know. I, I mean, I if he makes it to Carolina, sweet. That'd be great if if all the uh, talking heads out there have talked themselves in the circles and convinced themselves that that's how far he should fall and he somehow falls to there. I'd be stoked. Um, I, I don't even want to get into all the stuff around him, but he's so good. It's ridiculous. Like he's been the second best quarterback since, uh, you know, with uh, Sunshine, behind Sunshine. Yeah, since they career. came out. I mean, right. there were one, one A, one B. If you go to 24-7 sports, their rating is 99.9 like nine and 99.8. They're, they're almost identical. Uh, they're slam dunk prospects. And I do agree with all the stuff that's surrounding fields. I think it's kind of unfair to him and the work ethic type of things. And you think about it, big 10 was in a scenario where they weren't going to play and who pushed them playing. Yeah. It was fields. All you saw was him promoting Hey, let's get Big Ten playing again. Let, let's get this going. And he didn't have to do that. He could have just sat back and and just worked for the for the combine or the NFL. And he didn't. He wanted to play some college football. And that to me shows work ethic. And, and here's I, I a scary thing. Did everyone yeah. saw him running without his shirt, right? Like if that's not work ethic, what would he look like if he put work in? Because that would be frightening. That, that dude I mean, is an absolute unit. I mean, I'm sure Ben would be against it, but I could take my shirt off and we could see what non-work ethic looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think that's a great pick. I love Fields. He's still my two at quarterback. Uh, we have Travis Etienne. We have another running back going off and Jamar Chase with his Four three eight, which every LSU player seems to be running on their pro day. And next we have everybody's darling. I love Kyle Pitts and uh, Bob knows that. And I sniped them once, but I had one one here, so he couldn't have the pleasure of sniping me. So he went Pitts. Now tell us why you went Pitts at seven in a non super flex or in the mm. non tight end premium. In the non all right, that makes more sense. Uh, I mean, the dude's a monster. I mean, he's he's going the fourth tight end off the board in startups right now. That's insane. Um, that is insane. It really. I mean, <laughs> the amount of hype and everything. I mean, there's probably no way he lives up to it, but I don't want to miss out. I mean, he ran the four. He ran the forty and what four four four? I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his vertical is thirty four inches he he's a monster uh, yeah i mean you could probably hope that the vertical would be better but with how big he is and his his arm length you don't six, need right? to jump yeah, yeah he's he, got the he's wingspan close. of a condor 
Um, yeah, a, a pterodactyl. The in, yeah, the longest in 20 years, right? And I yeah, think that's you, what they said. You legit put him in a room with some breakables. He's going to destroy that whole entire room because, I mean, he, he can't really move around with that wingspan. So, yeah, I, I'm all for pits. Wes, I kind of want to hear your opinion. You got a video on Fantasy Points YouTube, which you all should hit subscribe right now. Uh, Wes does great videos and just things with the prospects. I've looked at a couple of them. Of course, I looked at Pitts because I am a huge fan of Pitts. So, Wes, you you explain to us what you see in Kyle Pitts. From what I saw, I mean, this is this guy's. He's, in my opinion, the greatest college tight end that we've seen. Uh, on film. So let's, you know, looking at, at, the, at the tight end position, though, you got to understand that we're looking that that a lot of guys that, that have we, we've seen produce at the NFL level, they didn't produce as much in college. So and, and that's that's common with the tight end position. It takes a while to develop. But but Pitts, I mean, um, if you look, if you if you trace him back to high school, dude's only been playing tight end for like five years. Uh, he he was. Uh, at his he 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 played for two different high schools and um, at his previous stop he was a quarterback and, and they wanted him to play quarterback um, so I mean this guy's only been playing for a few it's just ridiculous phenomenal what what this guy's been able to to, to do in the, in the few years that he's been playing the position and don't expect him to be playing wide receiver this guy wants to play tight end. And, and the reason, one of the reasons he wants to play tight end is, as I mean, this guy's going to go down in history as one of the best. And now I, I know I can't say that just from college production, from some athletic measurements, but, uh, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy that's going to come in and rewrite the script for what a tight end is supposed to be. But, um, you know, I also want to just chime in a little bit on, uh, on Justin Fields because, man, you just, you walked away with a steal at 1.4, Shane, that, Fields is, I mean, he's, he's beyond what everyone is thinking. I'm going to crack up laughing when the Jets pick Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> I, I do like Zach Wilson. I, I think he's got some, he's definitely going to, he's going to be a, an NFL starter, but, you know, I think we need to kind of hit the brakes a little bit on, on, on the, you know, looking at what he's actually done because look at what he faced in 2020. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of group of five defenses. Now I'm not saying that he's not ready for the NFL. I'm just saying that he's not what everyone is, is expecting him to be just yet, you know, but anyway, jumping to Trey Lance. I love this guy. Um, He's just, he's bleeding athleticism. Uh, You know, of course I don't, I don't, he, he's not the kind of guy that's going to be passing, uh, you know, t- with great accuracy beyond 20 yards just yet. He's got some work to do there. But the guy, I mean, he 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 I think scored 41 touchdowns or he was responsible for 41 touchdowns, zero turnovers um, in 2019. And, you know, of course, whatever happened in 2020, it was a disaster. Uh, you know, the, the bandwagon was was fully behind him. But I, I, he rushed for over 1,200 yards and a super flex. I, I love snapping him up uh, with the 12th pick. Obviously, I'm not going to get him at the 12th pick if, if we're not uh, drafting with, uh, you know, seven computer guys. But uh, I, I, you know, definitely love him at 12 if this was a – this were a snake draft i'd be coming back with mac jones so i'd be killing it in a super flex yeah trey lance at 112 is probably never gonna happen 
but I love the pick. I, I have Trey Lance at quarterback three behind fields. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on the Zach Wilson train. I saw a lot of throws that, you know, Jalen Ramsey might snag and, and a lot of corners would probably get, but I don't know. I mean, he's a quarterback and it's super well, flex. So <laughs> let me throw this out there. What would happen if we took Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, we put them on BYU and we let them face power or group of five defenses all year. 80 touchdowns, no picks. Oh, I went with 113. <laughs> I mean, it would be ridiculous. Yeah, it wouldn't even be. Yeah, the defenses he played last year were basically like extra high school. They the, were like yeah, the toughest, grade. the toughest he faced was Coastal Carolina. And he, and he had some struggles. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tim. I I am I, I trust you and your evaluations with with players. So every time Tim was to say I like him, I always had to go back and watch a couple of videos of him and always had to be like, uh, am I missing something? So there's a part of me because of Tim that's like maybe there is something there, but I'm not gonna put him ahead of those three. Uh yeah, I mean, we had Devontae Smith at 108. We had Javante Williams, a fast riser at 109. Jalen Waddell at 110. And Rashad Bateman, who who measured in at six foot, very shocking to me, at 190. I honestly think he did 190 to be faster in the 40. I personally think he probably is a 200, 205 type player in season. But uh, Bateman, I still love him. I love his routes. And the fact that he ran a 439, to me, just vaulted his price up. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with those picks, but there is one pick I'm going to take in the second round. And, Wes, you kind of mentioned him before. And let me find him. You got you to gotta love this. Uh, yeah. Could your fine players tab type his name in? You find him. <laughs> You're just cleaning, cleaning us up here with, with the quarterbacks, aren't you? That's, yeah. that's yes. not fair that's a no-brainer that is a no-brainer and uh I'll, I'll kind of mention why once we all pick tim is up at 202 uh it's gonna be interesting i'm gonna add i did want to wow. add though i don't think zach wilson is a bad pick i think he's gonna be a good quarterback i'm just i'm just not as excited about him when people are picking him over justin fields that's all that's all i'm saying i completely agree Shane, uh, you're going to go with uh, Kellen Mond, who's a popular name now? <laughs> Just, I want to complain about the computer because there's no way you should walk out of here with Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. It's not fair. Um, no, I'm going to draft, um, since I couldn't get Kyle Pitts, I'm going to draft uh, Baby Gronk. Okay, we had a couple quarterbacks. Um, yeah, and we got Bob up. Well, I just got snaked uh, by the computer. How does that feel when we've been complaining about the computer? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I really thought Gainwell was going to fall to me. Uh, So it looks like I'm going to have to pivot and take uh, Michael Carter. That's a good pick. Oh, Chaba. Yeah. All right, Wes, we got you at the 212. I mean, the computer made some smart picks this round, except for 210, which we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't see it with him. He, the computer has made some smart picks. Yeah, the computer uh, Shane says there, that one was pretty good. 
Ooh, the 212 pick is definitely a a steal in my opinion. I didn't mm-hmm. say it. Oh yeah. But, but I'm gonna go ahead and we'll we'll kind of revisit this round again. At 201, I pick Mac Jones. No brainer, quarterback, quarterback value in super flex. I think we can all agree here. He's going to probably be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I would like to say I want to calm down on, I know recently on a draft podcast, I won't say from a big organization, they mentioned that Joe Burrow and Mac Jones have some similarities. And I've got to say, let's not do that. Let's just not have arms. They both have arms and they both play college. So that's, that's probably their, their comparison. Yeah, in the SEC. But yeah, Mac Jones is a fine pick at 201. His value, of course, in the Superflex is going to skyrocket afterwards. Where where do you think he would go in a non-AI draft? Like what, Shane, in UDPL, which is a industry league, where do you think he would land in that league? He's going to go 104, 105. He's going to be I mean, you can't pass up quarterbacks right now in Superflex leagues. Not the, not with their current ADP, man. We're, we're drafting them early, often. I mean, Daniel Jones is going in the fourth round in some leagues. Like, come on now. Mac yeah, Jones. Drew Locke last year was going in the fourth. I remember that. Yeah, so you know, knowing <laughs> what the landscape looks like, quarterbacks, this is the cheapest I'm going to be able to get them um, is during this rookie draft. And I don't even like Mac Jones even a little bit. I'm still drafting him at 105 because – He's still better than probably what I think he is. Um, he's going to end up in a decent situation. Um, so, yeah, 105, 106, maybe if, you know, one of the top two guys uh, picking is completely set at quarterback and he can't trade out. Yeah, and you mentioned quarterback value. And I've got to say, for me, if I were to do a startup, because running backs are so fickle and running backs just seem like, they they fall so quickly for me if i'm in a startup even with everybody on the board i'm going quarterback quarterback and then if there's a good tight end available get a tight end and then just fill it with everything else just because quarterback values stay i mean deshaun watson is on the hot seat and i still think he has significant value in Superflex. I mean, I've asked the question a couple of times on Twitter and there's people still getting a first plus for him. And uh, can it's, you it's make just... that offer to me in that, uh, as we uh, previously mentioned UDPL up, uh, cause I would like to move him for a first plus please. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I got all the quarterback I need in that <laughs> league. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, quarterbacks are king, and we will move on to pick 202. That is Terrace Marshall, a surprise pick. Tim, I don't remember you being this high on him, but I'm intrigued. Uh, I I did. I was kind of middle of the road on Terrace, um, you know, when I first watched his film. When we did our, our film breakdowns, um, I had only watched a handful of games. I went back and revisited him. Uh, 23 touchdowns over the past two years. Um, you know, Chase ops out 2020 so you know the alpha dog there's gone so all the attention was on terrace and he still produced in the seven games he scored 10 touchdowns this year uh, i will openly admit uh the computer and then shane i had three guys that i was really debating uh with with baby gronk rondell moore and terrace marshall here 
after that pro day down at LSU, uh, what he run a four, three, eight or something like that. Um, you know, he, he measured in at two Oh five, 19 on the bench, uh, almost six foot three. Um, you know, with that height weight and he's running at that speed, I would have liked to see a three cone out of him, but, um, I'll, I'll take the production in college at LSU, that athleticism he showed at the pro day and hope he can keep it going at the next level. So, uh, you know, obviously the next pick, the computer made a great pick there with Ron Moore, absolute freak show at his, uh, pro day. And then, you know, you don't, you can't hate Pat Fairmouth. I mean, he does everything you want a tight end to do plus some. So, uh, I think yeah. these next three picks are real good. I think yeah, the, no, the official was a 4.4. What I was really impressed yeah. with Marshall is that he put up 19 bench presses at, with 33 inch arms. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 He's got, he's another pterodactyl type player. Uh, yeah, the, the wingspan is becoming a big difference. It doesn't matter if you're six foot, six foot one, if you got a wingspan, you're going to be able to go up and get that ball, especially with some strong hands. Uh, Rondell Moore at two Oh three. We, we talked about him. He destroyed his pro day five, seven. That's a little worrisome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's gonna be a little small. I could see a Randall Cobb type career out of him. And, and that's, uh, probably best case scenario, but he needs to land with a good quarterback to, to really jumpstart his career. Uh, now, Pat Fairmuth, let's talk about him. I love this tape. Him and Pitts are a lot closer than I think people realize and how I feel. The dude is a, a Mark Andrews clone to me. He, he he just jumps off the page when he's got the ball in his hands. Uh, Shane, tell me about Pat Fairmuth. Yeah, so I'm actually going to be doing a write-up on him for, on the DLF this week. But first I did pit. So of course I'm falling over pits. It's almost unfair that they're in the same class because Fryermuth is really good. And in any other class, he's probably the tight end one. And entering the year, he was neck and neck with pits. Um, he's a complete tight end. He's not going to be, I guess he's not going to be lining up as a wide receiver as much as pits, um, which is fine. I mean, yeah, Mark Andrews isn't a bad comp. That's not a bad thing to be. It's just that pits no. could be Travis Kelsey. So, you know, but still, Mark, if you can get a Mark Andrews type of production out of Fryermuth, which maybe the Colts, I keep pulling for the Colts to draft them. Um, you know, maybe we could see that in year one. But yeah, I, I like them a lot. I like them. Like I said, if it wasn't for Pitts, I, I think he'd easily be the one in this class and he'd be in the one in last year and probably the year before that, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Pitts has got a Hall of Fame jacket in the mail already. So that, that's kind of the, the path he's taken. Uh, the next tight end taken is Brevin Jordan at 205, an athletic tight end that had some pretty good production and some hype throughout the years. Kenneth Gainwell, who the computer sniped Bob, is a great pass catching back. And man, when he ran his 40 in this pro day, I loved everything I saw out of Gainwell. Uh, let's go on to Bob's pick at 207. Now explain your your pick with uh, Tariq Cohen plus type of player. I think he's a little bit better than Tariq Cohen. He's he's definitely not quite. He's not as fast, I believe. I think Can you do a backflip? That's my main question. That's I'm going to really have to reach out to sources flash. on that. I'm going to have to reach out. Uh, he's he's going right around tenth round right now in startups. So I. I know he's uh, a long shot um, to become anything, but there has been uh, quite a lot of talk about um, his hands. Um, 
I don't know how anyone else feels about him. Yeah, Wes, have you done a write-up on Michael Carter by chance? I am not actually. Uh, okay. You know, uh, yeah, I just keep getting pulled to work on other players, but I have ran the numbers on him, and I am, I am impressed. He's he's definitely bigger than a than a Tariq Cohen yeah. at two hundred one pounds, so not the best comp. Um, but you know, so and, and even it is even it is diminutive size. I think he can play. Uh, you know, some, some additional snaps that Cohen would, and he's got the hands um, of course, with a 98th percentile three cone, or I'm sorry, short shuttle. So, uh, you know, this guy 90th percentile three cone, this is a guy that can, uh, that's got some footwork that can, that can help his team. Uh, so, and, and, and I know my guy, um, uh, John Hanson, he loves Michael Carter. So uh, yeah, I, I, I can uh, definitely get behind that. Yeah. yeah, my my the film next, notes. I had him as yeah. one of my most fun players to watch, and agility was his calling card. This guy can can get you know side to side, make the guy miss, and then still get back up to speed real quick. He's he's a fun watch. He reminds me. I was just at a zoo the other day. He reminds me of a prairie dog. I mean, <laughs> just zip 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 right in the hole. He yeah, he can run between the tackles, and at that quickness really helps. He's got great vision, good hands. He's definitely going to find a spot in the NFL. And like, I think we all can agree the NFL is going away from that true bell cow style of running backs. They're going multiple backs and he's definitely going to find a spot on a roster. And another running back that has a spot on a roster is Chuba Hubbard, who with his pro day, I mean, he ran a four, four. That was disappointing to me because I heard about this Olympic speed. I thought he's going to run a four, three, but I mean, still good numbers at his pro day. I still think he's going to be a value in rookie drafts and at two Oh eight, that is value. One of my favorite players in rookie drafts, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, 209. I'm a, I'm just in love with the St. Brown family. I was an Equinemius St. Brown fan, and I will forever stay on that hill, and I will die on that hill forever. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Amon Ra hopefully is the player that I wish Equinemius was going to be, and for me, he seems like he's going to be. Anybody else have anything to say about these players? Just chime in and stop me from talking. I just want to let you know. I thought uh, Chubba, guys... yeah, I thought Chubba ran a four three eight at one point. I saw about thirty six different times on Twitter for uh, Hubbard, and I, I heard literally... it was a three six. Yeah, at, at one, one point, point, I I could have sworn I someone put out four point five, and I was like, that's that's not right unless he that's, fell down. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at that spot, yeah, I'll take him, and I love Amon Ra, uh, Ross St. Brown. First of all, because of his name, because that was literally the first thing you, you, when you play Devi, you're like, oh, this kid's got to be good coming out of high school with a name like that. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to get drafted on the second day. Um, I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know if he's ever going to be a wide receiver one in the league, but I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver too. Um, I like him a lot. I mean, he, he shared the field with Pittman and he did well and he, he got better every year. Um, I don't know that he's a superstar in any one aspect, but I think he's going to be a really solid wide receiver in the league. He reminds me a lot of Chris Godwin coming out of Penn state. He's, he's still got some, things he can kind of smooth out the edges to smooth out. But man, if he does get that done, he's going to be a very good player in the right offense. And that is Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm talking about uh, the next pick 210. I dislike completely Trey Sermon. I think he is just a guy in the NFL. I don't know how you guys feel about Trey Sermon. I love Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
it's, you know, he's, he's dealt with some injuries, but um, you know, our, our, my guy, Edwin Porras, Dr. Edwin Porras, he's looked at every one of those and they were all um, gimmicky injury. Well, you know, just wrong place, wrong type types injuries where anybody would, would fall into that situation. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he, he tried, he did his best to, to show his multidimensional talents at, at Oklahoma. And, you know, when it, when he felt like uh, it was time for him to get a featured role, uh, you know, of course, the way Oklahoma recruits, they brought on, they just kept adding these, these gap heavy uh, running backs, Kennedy Brooks, Ramondre Stevenson, guys that, that, you know, they would, they would play for anybody. Right. And, and so when, uh, you know, Sermon just kind of took a step back and looked at his situation, he just, yeah, I want to find, I want to, I want to land in a situation where I can show my, my abilities and I want to do it, uh, you know, with, with a heavy workload, he goes to Ohio state, of course, you know, master Teague had just had an Achilles injury. And, and so he's thinking, Oh, here it is. Here's my chance playing for a top program. And, um, and then the COVID hit and, and, uh, there was a several month delay or, uh, you know, just a, a delay on the, the, the start of the season. It gave Teague some time to recover from his injury. Who's an athletic freak, by the way, and had already had uh, uh, time in the Ohio state system. So sermon, you know, he was, he was dealing with, you know, trying to, trying to get that featured role with, with master Teague and, uh, and that that's easier said than done. And, um, and but then, you know, when Teague went down in, in the Northwestern game and, and even the week prior at Michigan State, um, we saw what he could do. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks that he that he went down first carry of the uh, Alabama game. Not that I think they could have beat Alabama, but I think I think, uh, uh, you know, we're seeing him at least go for 100 yards in that game. And that's that's impressive i think uh you know going up against an alabama team but anyway uh so here's the thing sermon is he's got everything he's he's got receiving ability that wasn't really tapped into he's got he's also the in in my opinion the top blocking back in the draft in the class and uh uh we saw his explosiveness in the at the combat at his pro day excuse me uh so i i think i think sermon's going to surprise some people when he when he lands on his nfl team yeah i mean i agree with Wes. i have Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. I, I, oh, no, I was going to say, I have him in my top five <laughs> for running backs in this class. He's one of the best all around backs. He can run with power. He's got better than good, you know, better than average speed. I think he's, he's, he doesn't get enough credit for the loosen if he does have, uh, you know, Wes mentioned it. He can catch in my notes. I have him as the best blocking running back in this class. And again, Wes hit on this. It took time for him to grow behind that offense there in Ohio state because he was new to the program. There was no off season to the pandemic. And like he said, master T came back and guess what? If there's no off season, you got this guy that, you know, knows the system. Yeah. We're going to lean on him a little bit and we're going to start to bring in, you know, Trey sermon slowly and surely once he got that feature role though, Trey sermon looked like a man built for the NFL. And I look forward to watching him on Sundays. Yeah. You guys can have him. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I'll take him too. <laughs> yeah. I like everybody likes him, but you, um, especially he's so, he's so stiff to me. He's just stiff. Oh, I, I'm yeah, not uh, a here's fan. the thing. 1.49, uh, 10 yards split. Only one other running back in this class as top sermon in, in the 10 yard split, his explosion off the handoff. Did you say is... top sirloin or tops top sermon? I'll take either. I was going to say, I'll take one. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a Sirloin for sure. But Trey Sermon, yeah, I mean, he's the explosion off of the handoff is is something that that uh, is really special that you're not going to see with a four five seven forty time. Um, but uh, yeah, I love Trey Sermon. He's I've got him above Javante, but you know it's really close. I, I'm I'm neck and neck between the two. Um, I just don't. What I'm try, really trying to say though is is uh, Sermon is is a guy that that a lot of people are going to sleep on, and then I'm going to come in and clean up in all my drafts. And then you know I'll just enjoy you watching holding a roster spot for the next four years with Trey we'll Sermon on it, that. just hoping and hoping. I'm no, gonna hold you I, accountable to that, Tyler. I am. I am no scout, but yeah, I I just didn't like what I saw. But the player ahead of him, I did. Kylan Hill at two eleven. I'd rather have him. But the player you took at two twelve is my God, a steal! Like, yeah. come on, at two twelve. Let's talk about your pick. I, there was no choice. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, you're not going to get Elijah Moore with the twenty fourth pick in a in a in a in a rookie draft here. I mean, come on, he's going to go. You know, probably. I would say in the first round. I mean, after the quarterbacks go early, and people are going to be snapping snapping him up. But I mean, we're talking 99th percentile athleticism. This guy's ridiculous. Now, this is a really strong slot receiver class. So you know, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of teams coming in and. And, you know, choosing their guy and, and it's probably going to be after Waddle. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't he didn't participate in the Alabama pro day who did. Right. But uh, Elijah Moore, man, I love this guy. He's lightning in a bottle, um, you know, coming out. He didn't give us athletic pre-college athletic uh, measurements. So we didn't really know what to expect. And he wasn't even a big part of of the uh, the offense there at Santa Aquinas. But man, when he got to Ole Miss, even when they, even when they had John Reese Plumley at, at quarterback, you know, which is an elite rushing quarterback, but he's not the kind of guy that you're going to be that impressed by his arm. Right. Uh, but Elijah Moore, he still produced and uh, man, I just, and I, and I love what he did when uh, Kiffin came to town. He just, you know, he, he, everyone knew that offense was just going to blow up. He's great at putting his, his playmakers into space and Elijah Moore did not disappoint this, this kid is um, he's, he's next level. He's everything that, that everyone wants Rondell Moore to be, but you know, what we're talking about two inches, two and a half inches taller. So uh, you know, and without the injury history. So Mm -hmm. I love me some Elijah Moore. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that pick and he is definitely the early, early second type of uh, a pick in the in a super flex draft i i absolutely love that pick now i have been looking at the available players and i'm having a hard time here (laughs) this to me is uh gonna be tough i've got a couple players in mind i'm not a fan of a couple but i i think i would probably get tomatoes thrown at me if i were to pick one player by tim can i ask you uh, so it, are we looking at this as um definitely i mean i think the one thing we need to throw out there is that you know we're doing a dino rookie draft without knowing our nfl rosters so it's just kind of like something to throw out there make sure everybody's aware that you know you would normally come into a rookie draft knowing what positions you need to to kind of you know tighten up Yep. And, and I will go, I'll piggyback off that in the first round draft 
best player available. It doesn't matter needs or anything. Best player available. I've I've drafted for needs and I've really messed up uh, in years past. But yeah, definitely draft best player available. And if you can't trade back, draft them because you'll be able to trade them afterwards. I mean, there it's not like you can't trade them after. But yeah, I think the hardest part with this here is not knowing draft position and and kind of the round they're drafted in landing spot. Yeah, and usually that's not yeah. going to burn you too bad. But sometimes when you're drafting in a league with Scott Barrett and um, Graham Barfield that you're in and you draft Hakeem Butler at like 103, and then a month later he doesn't get picked until like I don't know the 18th round of the NFL <laughs> draft, then then that really hurts. But yeah. uh, yeah, sorry. How would his hype have been if he uh, had come into the draft as a tight end? Yeah, and also we Lamar were, Jackson. We were all high on him. Lamar Jackson at wide receiver or running back. I agree. <laughs> all right, I picked at 301. I picked uh, Oklahoma State's Tylen Wallace. I just Damn. love the overall game he has. Mm. Uh, Tim is up at 302. He's probably in the same position as me. I mean, we're getting to the point where we're kind of picking our guys. Yeah, and- yeah, we are definitely picking our guys. And uh, I'm going to go out here and get one of my guys. One of the guys, um, when we did our quarterbacks for our podcast, um, I was a little higher on than, than what seemed to be the, the consensus out there. But it's been a good last two weeks. So I'm going to throw him up here. Ooh. Uh, I, I like this kid a lot. Who did the computer just take? Riley, Riley Ferguson. Ferguson. Who? <laughs> Is that a punter? I think he writes for Dynasty Trade Calculator. Huh, I'm not, oh no, that that's Riley Bymaster. My bad. Uh-oh. No, uh, close enough. Is that the I would name yeah. Riley Bay- it, Who is that? A tight end? What is that? That's it's a, a quarterback. It's for a quarterback. Where? So the AI uh, must have them ranked pretty high. I've never heard of Riley Ferguson actually no. going high. No college listed. Uh, they I say he's 6'4", 210, 23 years old. He's a Madden player. Google he's definitely guy. a Madden creative player. But okay. Shane, did you get sniped? Uh, Is that why you're kind of all flustered? No, this Riley Ferguson thing threw me threw me off. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what lot. I mean. Were you like, going to draft him? Uh, I'm just looking and oh, well, no, you I've, done, I've of... done rookie drafts with you and you kind of get random at points yeah, later on in the draft. Not Riley Ferguson random. I yeah, draft he real did people. play at Memphis. But he's he is a former quarterback. What when did he world? play? 20, yeah, did he, did he take twenty twenty off? I guess. I, I wonder know, if he's he, like he a position change. Twenty eighteen off too. <laughs> he took 2018, 19. He was an undrafted signing by the Buccaneers. I knew I remembered his name. What's there's a there's a quarter or a, excuse me there's a a kicker in the draft from Memphis with the first name Riley, mm. and so that's what threw me off. But yeah, okay. I guess they, they were like, you know, there's nobody else left. All right. I mean, we got another quarterback in the third, Jamie Newman. Uh, Tamari on Terry. Oh, he took my guy. Not oh, Kyle Trask finally got drafted by someone. Yeah. Terry. All I right. mean, good. Pick. Th- uh, we'll yeah. talk about the quarterbacks getting drafted, but I mean, there's one that I think is a steal, and the computer picked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you guys are going to take the guy. I'm going to take it four, so I'm going to take somebody else at three. You know, I I, I got to say, I absolutely love the fact that the computer doesn't even listen to the rules I set and not being able to draft a <laughs> NFL player. But you know what? The computer does what it wants. So that's what we'll kind of go with. I mean, we've got Riley Ferguson and Sam Solman, a kicker. 
Oh, it did take a kicker? It, it yeah. took two kickers. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, there's always that guy that takes a kicker early, but geez, come on. I, have, I thought about I it. We don't even I have a have, home league. Yeah, who that, set these uh, rules up? Because I don't remember having any leagues with kickers in them anymore. Like I told you guys, mm-hmm. I am not here for the brains. I'm not. No, I'm, in a, I'm in a league with uh, that Mike Clay runs, and uh, we have we actually use punters, we use kickers. You know, it's the full deal. And, and defense, it's IDP, but you know, we go into the individual spot. It's deep, real right. deep, and we go we go uh, seven rounds into the rookie draft. And I took I took a punter last year in the seventh round, just because you know I had dropped my punter before the draft anyway, just to have a legal roster. But that's about the only way I can justify it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting pick. It's a bold. I have a friend in a home league that every year just seems to take a kicker that goes the highest in the draft. And I'm I'm sitting here like he took a kicker over Deontay Johnson in a rookie draft a couple years back. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, come on. But I mean I couldn't even tell you a rookie kicker's name. I don't even learn kickers' names until their third year in the league because then I know, all right, they're probably going to make it, and I don't have to cut him every other week and pick up a new guy. I mean, every other week. In my defense, I was three years. I was the the director of special teams at PFF, so I know a lot of the kickers, but (laughs) otherwise I wouldn't. I mean, that that definitely helps in a league like uh, Mike Clay's. Uh, Let's talk about this draft. At 301, I took Tylen Wallace. I just like his, I like his overall game. I think he's got strong hands. People are worried about his drops. What did he run? Did he run a four five is what I saw. Was it a four, no, five? four, four or eight was his official time, four, four, eight, which is perfectly fine for me. He is, his overall game is, is great to watch. I think he's a perfect wide receiver too for a team and Hey, Packers, you can draft him. It's okay. Packers, you guys can draft a wide receiver. It's perfectly fine, even though I despise you because I'm up here in Minnesota. I mean, come on. Uh, The quarterback, Davis Mills, goes at 302, the hottest name in the street. Mm -hmm. I'm still surprised that he's a five-star recruit and nobody's really talked about him as much except for the the scouting community. And Tim, you have been a big fan of him. So explain to me about the pick. No, uh, he's a rhythm thrower. When you watch his film, you know, he takes his three, five, seven step drops. That back foot hits the, uh, hits the turf and that balls out. He's making reads though. Uh, as he's dropping back, he seems like he's a smart kid. Obviously, uh, anybody that goes to Stanford has to have uh, some sort of brain power. Um, but yeah, the kid, the kid was a top end recruit coming out of high school, um, Things just didn't necessarily click, I guess, in college where he was getting highlighted and, and, you know, really showed off for the nation, especially when you got guys like Trevor uh, doing what he's doing at Clemson. Um, It's tough for some of these other guys to get the attention that maybe they deserve. So I really think uh, Davis is a very quality quarterback. He's got a lot of tools. He's not going to come into the league and be a starter right away, but he can be a quality backup to start his career and uh, given a couple years with a decent quarterback coach, hopefully. I think he could uh, be a guy that progresses into a decent enough starter in a super flex league. I'll take a guy that I think can be a starter someday in the third round. I like it. And once again, we'll talk about Riley Ferguson and how he went for some odd reason. Uh, I mean, that's the same team that took Najee at one Oh three. So maybe they're just drafting based off names. I don't know. Hey, I don't hate their picks though. Najee and Rondell. I mean, they're, they're yeah. decent, you know, but then 
you know, you got to get that quarterback, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were clearly yeah. drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm drinking. There's always that you guy. Know. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's always that guy. I mean, there's always a guy who who wants to draft Teddy Bridgewater yeah. and actually writes his name down after not realizing he was drafted a couple of picks out before yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to point can't at find me. The, can't find the stickers. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, stickers, but I'm going to write this in. And you're well, like, dude, he was drafted. Well, that the, was, guy, that the, guy, me. the guy said, who the hell's Riley Ferguson? And somebody goes, did you say Riley Ferguson is that you want? And he goes, yeah, whatever. Put him on the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I just do this for fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to go to Shane's pick at 304, and that is the big man himself, the yeah. Alshon Jeffrey clone, Seth Williams, who actually performed better on his pro day than I thought he would. Yeah, he ran a 4-5, um, which is... So that really, is like a 4-7 in the combine, apparently. It would probably be, yeah, depending on who you talk to. Remember, you at least 0.5 or 0.7 seconds to anyone you don't like. Yeah, um, that's yeah. true. And if you do like him, you actually take off five a full or seven. second, a full a second. Full second. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So he actually ran a three, five, which is impressive for a guy, his size. Um, yeah. but no, I mean, he ran a four five, whatever. It's just good to know that he's got enough speed. I, I don't, you know, he's not going to be a burner or anything, but he's so good. I think he's so underrated. Um, he's a guy, I, I hope he gets drafted in the second or third round so I can draft him because if it falls beyond that, I'm not going to touch him. Wes hasn't done a write-up on him yet, though, I don't think. Um, yeah, I've read all the other ones, but I haven't read anything on Seth. But He's I love busy Seth drafting Wes. kickers, Shane. We've already <laughs> talked about this. We've already gone back to it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Seth Williams at 304. I, I imagine him being a late second-round pick. Uh or, you know, a 303 type pick ahead of you. But the next pick at 305, Kadarius Tony, the hot name on the street. He's uh, the gadget guy from Florida, the late bloomer. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wes, you are sitting there kind of chuckling a little bit. Have you read up on Tony and done anything on Tony? Love this kid. Uh, you know, he's, he, you know, he was a gadget guy coming out as a quarterback in high school, but you know, and, and, you know, when the, the, the crazy thing about him is, you know, at, before he ran his four, three, eight, he was, he had a hitch in his run. Something was going on with him his first couple of years at Florida. Uh, I don't know what was, what was up with his technique, but he had a hitch in his step. And I, I really think it led to, um, I, I don't know what it was. He had a four, six, nine coming out of college or coming out of high school, coming out of blunt. And, uh, yeah, so he didn't really blow everybody's, uh, I think, I, I think I know what the problem was. He had one shorter leg than the other. So they just needed to get like, a an insole that could make up that, that space in a step. Huh? I mean, Is that I'm really I'm, true. Or you're not, you're not just messing with me. I am Tyler's messing with you. Completely. Completely. I'm a dry humor guy. So it takes me a minute to <laughs> catch up with the joke. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and then another thing you saw is, I mean, he was lost on his route running his first couple of years. Then he came out his junior year and it was like, we actually started to see something with the guy. And he started, he started actually running some real routes, started, and then he got hurt. Right. And then he comes out as, and, but you know, it doesn't hurt that he's, he's training with, with Kyle Pitts, you know, this guy that's yeah, the next, the next level generation type athlete. And, and it just made him better. And, and then that's something we saw with like Michael Carter, Javante Williams, just practicing and, and playing side by side with somebody, making them better, forcing them. Hey, you know, you're, you think you're good. You're not as good as you think. 
And that's where Tony was. And of course it, it, it also came at the time when they had a guy with a big arm, big quarterback, mm-hmm. Kyle Trask, not that I love his NFL potential, uh, but uh, uh, it, it, it definitely helped with both of their develops and actual developments is that they actually had somebody that could, uh, that could, that could feed them the ball. So it just, it was just like, a, a, a you know, just like a perfect storm came together in that Florida offense. And also for, for Trayvon Grimes, I do like him, you know, somebody later on, not somebody you're going to go after right away, but I think he's got some NFL potential as well. All right. The next is the ups, high upside quarterback, Jamie Newman, who took 2020 off. He had a lot of hype to his name before he decided to opt out. Uh, 307, Tamori Terry. a lot of people like him. I personally think he is the biggest upside and the biggest waste of a pick. It's it's going to be one or the other. I don't think there's a middle ground with him. But, man, his pro day, he showed exactly what he could do. Uh, Bob. He had a better, had a better uh, cone drill than DK. So that right there should be off the board. <laughs> I think Tom Brady but, out to DK there, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we could all talk about DK's three cone and uh, we can laugh about it and how he can't run routes and how he's just not going to be able to progress. What a joke that was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not sure why anyone is so down on him. Um, yeah, I can tell you why it's, his, it's, a, stuff. it's the off the field stuff. It's right. people worried that, you know, it's not, and, and playing football, isn't the number one on his mind. That's probably the biggest hit on him and NFL teams might see that. And he could be a seventh round pick, or it could be a second or third round pick. And I think that's right. going to be the difference with Pitt, with how to say Pittman, who I actually comp him to. And, uh, that's the biggest hit with Terry. Yeah, his his draft equity will definitely move him up or down the board. And I know yeah. Wes was really excited about uh, talking about him, so go go right ahead, Wes. I love Terry. I mean, he was uh, he was just lauded from his coaches at Florida State. That yeah, just he's one of the best athletes on the team. We saw that at his pro day. Of course, he's he's not been able to 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 really put it all together just yet. Just like you mentioned the off season stuff, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I just love his potential. I, I snagged him up in a couple of Debbie drafts and uh, just at his size with, with the, with NFL speed um, you know, I I'm, I'm just, I'm drooling over his, his 78 inch wingspan. And uh, it, I, I just love this kid. I think he's, uh, you know, I, we've seen a lot, we've seen kids that do do a lot worse uh, with their off season time than uh you know than terry and i i think he's i think he's gonna he's gonna pull all that together and um an nfl team's gonna, just gonna fall in love with him because um the explosion the the just the the, the hands i i think he's he's the real deal uh love him in the third rounds definitely who i was gonna pick there now i would not be shocked if pitts in line and terry as an ex, we're able to actually touch fingers by just reaching out to each other <laughs> that's the type of wingspan these two have uh, yeah, the next pick is Jared Rice, uh, Jerry Rice's brother. I'm just kidding. It's not. But uh, Jared Rice at 3-8. Uh, Kyle Trask, I think, is a steal here at 309. I think Trask is closer to Mac Jones than people realize. I do think Mac Jones has a little bit better arm, but Trask is accuracy and his mental game is top-notch, in my opinion, when I watched film. I love Trask and the way he operates. He he would fit so good in that New Orleans style offense, which I mean, we heard today that New Orleans is very interested in him. 
as a, as a long-term replacement for Drew Brees. And I mean, it, can he be Drew Brees? Probably not, but does he play like him? Yes, I think, I think so. And the late Drew Brees arm strength wasn't there. Kyle Trask definitely has a better arm strength than can definitely throw it past 30 yards. Unlike Brees could this past year. Uh, we had two kickers go. We don't need to talk about that. And now, and once again, Wes, a steal of the draft, actually a player I was thinking about taking at 301, but I knew Tim would bash me on because I wasn't a huge fan of his tape originally, but there are some smart people out there that think that Diami Brown is a player that we should be drafting in probably the early second, mid second round in a rookie draft. Well, but before I get to Diami, I mean, I love Kyle Trask's arm, one of the one of the biggest arms. But uh, you know, the dip, the major difference between Jones and Trask is, of course, the athleticism. So there's there's a little bit of a of a drop off as far as like a team like San Francisco, a Kyle Shanahan type offense, where he's going to ask his quarterback to to play action a lot. That's something you're not going to see Trask do very well. He's a he's a he's a low percentile guy, pocket pocket passer but there's plenty of room for that in the nfl that not every team is is has stepped into the 21st century so um you know um, looking at you pittsburgh <laughs> so there's going to be a spot for for trask to to definitely step in um so it, it, it's just about it's just about team fit more than anything with that guy um but I, yeah I mean, with Downey Brown, man, um, you, you know, you, you you look at the situation he was in playing with the, the backfield that he had with with Williams, with Carter, and then with with Sam Howell, who is going to be going neck and neck with Spencer Rattler for the, the QB one next year. You kind of ask yourself, is, was it more of a system and, and situation type thing? But man, did he did he blow us away with his pro day? Um, you know, I know there's some questions about, oh, is, you know, we don't have the laser, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. And I'm, I'm all about that. But it, it is what we have. You know, it's we have to we have to evaluate the evaluate the guys with what we have and what. So we have. tell me, tell me, yeah, I was say, tell me what we got, because I've been off Twitter for almost a week now and I'm kind of out of the woods here. What did his pro day look like? Well, he's, he's, he's a guy that can play on the outside. So he's got that size, six foot, six foot one, uh, 189 pounds. He's not somebody that's going to be, you know, that you just seem to view from the slot. Also, he played on the outside at North Carolina. So that's good. Um, 77 inch, 77 inch wingspan. So we're talking about a guy that's got a wingspan that is up there with some of the tight ends but at wide receiver and at less than six, one, six, six foot and a half, he put in a four, four, six, 40, um, which um, it's above the 60th percentile, which is my cutoff for rookie drafts. Um, he, he put in a 6.9 three cone again, above the 60th, 60th percentile, 38 inch vertical um, uh, and 128 inch broad. He's got an 18, 18 bench presses. So I mean, this guy is somebody's going to throw press coverage off of off his off his junk. I mean, th- this guy is is he's the full package, um, and and you and, and a team is going to be able to snap him up, you know, when people aren't even thinking about wide receiver anymore, or 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 they're thinking, oh, we you know we passed on wide receiver, and you know, obviously he'll be on there. Uh, on their board, but uh, this is gonna, it's gonna make he's gonna surprise a lot of people because he's got everything. And he's and, and, and on top of all, you know, I don't care about pro day numbers, I want to see production first in college. I don't care what you do at the combine, you got to produce in college first. And he absolutely did that. 
So on top of that, he played in a style in a, in a, in an offense that, that is uh, year in years past would be a problem because, you know, we look at the air raids, we're thinking, Oh, you know, can can it translate to the pro style? And it, well, it's not like that anymore. They've adjusted, they made adjustments. Quarterbacks from air raids can go directly to the NFL now. So I I'm, I'm just, I love Downey Brown's potential. I love it. I like the pick a lot. And that is a steal at three twelve. Now let's go to the last round, everybody. I've already got my pick queued up. Uh, this one is pretty easy for me. I'm a huge fan of Jamar Jefferson. I like the prospect of him, especially in the fourth round. Give me all of that. Tim, did I snipe you? You, you can admit it. I mean... I was on mute, but I said I said twice that he was at the top of my list. You got me there. Um, <laughs> I'm challenging yeah, everybody, oh, the computer, to to pick the guy I'm going to pick it at 412. I doubt it. Well, there's plenty of kickers left for you and the computer to draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I I was really hoping uh, you wouldn't take Jefferson there, but I have another running back in mind. Uh, I'll I'll take here. Okay. The computer made a smart pick. I, I, I mean, like this... the Hunter Long pick. Oh, Number three. Hunter. Yes. Number, th- you know, 103 didn't have the greatest of drafts with that quarterback in the third round, but the other three picks are pretty solid. I, yeah, I, yeah. You take that, that away and it's, it's a good draft for that team. Yeah. yeah. Hunter Long. Maybe, you know what it is? It's a stand in. They, they had somebody else that's not in. The, yeah. The hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Just make a pick for me. I trust that's you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like it. Hunter Long. He reminds Come me a lot of Hunter. Who the hell is Riley Ferguson? What are you doing, dude? Yeah. Hunter Long's my tight end three. I've got him above yeah. Brevin Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. I would probably Hunter do Long, the that's same. a great pick there. Brevin Jordan to me. I I have I have a lot of skepticism on Jordan mm-hmm. and how he's going to translate into the NFL for sure. Hunter Long is just going to be the the Hunter Henry style of player, just safe. He's going to find gaps and he's going to be be your little blanket, your little safety blanket. So oh, of course Peter takes it another kicker. Shane, I like Shane, we'll another come great back pick. To, yeah, we'll come back to that pick. Uh, I'm all world huge, athleticism right there. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Trey McKitty is that a real person? Yeah. Trey McKitty <laughs> is a real person. Yeah, nobody took him, so I'm going to snap him up right here. Kenny Elijah Mitchell. Here's Elijah Mitchell. Now, there's one quarterback I do want to mention that wasn't taken, and Kellen that is Mond, Kellen, Kellen yeah. Mond. I am a huge fan of Kellen Mond. He screams third or fourth round pick in the NFL that is going to get a chance somewhere. You know, I didn't find out until after the fact, but Greg Cosell comped him to um, um, shoot uh, Dak Prescott. I was going to say Dak is the common. Yeah, and that was the exact thing that I saw on tape with, with Kellen Mond, so. Yeah, I mean, he's got so much room to grow. He's got athleticism. He's not a complete burner as a runner, but man, he can he can make every throw. Yeah, if he gets in the right system, he is definitely going to shine and be a steal for the NFL team. And it's going to be a heck of a fourth-round pick for anybody who decides to go that route. That was between him and Jamar Jefferson, but the value with Jefferson for me was there. My comp for Jefferson is Marlon Mack. I mean, they are so similar to me in the one cut and go type runner and Jamar Jefferson can go. He he is definitely a big hitter. He can hit a home run at any carry. Uh, I love his play. I do think he's going to be a one uh, first and second down type back. 
pass catching wasn't quite there from what I saw on tape, but man, he can definitely do things with the ball in his hand that a lot of people can't do. I love the upside with Jamar Jefferson. Now, Tim, I sniped you. I will say that mm-hmm. one more time. I sniped you mm-hmm. and I am always proud to say that, but Tim, you went with another running back that had some major, major production in college. And I got to give a comp Devin Singletary, but could he be better than Singletary in the NFL? <laughs> Uh, possibly, uh, possibly he, he holds a single season, single season rushing record there, uh, at the university of Buffalo, just under 1800 yards last year in 2019. Um, the, the guy ran, I want to say in the four fives at his pro day, uh, his biggest knock is he didn't catch the ball a ton in college, but at his pro day, he showed that he did have some decent hands. Uh, so hopefully teams aren't too scared of the fact that I think he had 20 catches in his entire college career, 22 catches, something like that. Um, I do know that he's down in Florida um, training. Uh, I know that Maurice Jones-Drew's been working with him. Um, I've heard him say that Maurice is dropping some gems on him. So hopefully he's he's taking everything that Maurice is throwing at him, uh, developing and and – you know, working and fine tuning his game because I think uh, for a running back here in the fourth round that definitely produced, given a lower level of college football, uh, you know, come in, work your tail off, and at the running back position, it don't take much. One or two guys uh, get a busted up knee and going to sit on the sidelines for a couple weeks. This guy could see some carries. Yeah, and uh, Shane, this Shane and Bob, this is no knock against you, but in the fourth round of a rookie draft, if you want upside. Or if you want value swings, which I think in Dynasty we should all look at for being able to capitalize on value, quarterbacks and running backs are probably the two that will get the biggest jump. And running backs is because their opportunity could come sooner with an injury or something like that. Wide receiver, it's a little tougher in the fourth round unless you get a player like uh, like Shane Gott, who is a Will Fuller-type player. And uh, let's talk about that. I mean, we talked about the Hunter Long pick at 403. We all are a big fan of Hunter Long. Uh, but let's talk about Anthony Schwartz and uh, kind of what he did at his pro day. He he showed his his uh, his track speed. They run at 4.32, I think, is the official time they gave him. Um, it was clocked by Auburn as a 4.26. I mean, he's fast. <laughs> you just get the ball in his hands. If I'm going to miss on someone, I wanted someone like that, you know, in the fourth round none of these guys are probably going to hit. I mean, that's what most likely is going to happen. Right. But if except, someone that kicker. Is going to, except for the kicker, the kicker definitely will be in the league for the next 25 years. I'm pretty sure he already is. So, I mean, that's a win-win. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so he's already in the league, but yeah, no, I just, I, I love his speed. I mean, you can't teach that. That's just, that's he's going to get, you get, you're going to get him on the field somehow. You're going to let him touch the ball some way. I um, mean, you being from Philly, there is a speed guy that ended up being on the field who was drafted in what the fourth or fifth round. What was his name? Which the one? Wide uh, Quez or was yeah. it high tower? It was high tower, high tower, who was a burner. He ended up being on the field a and lot. He gained, yeah. And yeah. he gained value and it's because he's got speed and he's and not very N- good, but the NFL treasures speed. And these guys are going to get drafted in what I think it was actually Quez Watkins. He had a Quez. He was burner. Quez, Quez was actually. the faster of the two of them. Both of them yeah. had decent speed, but, uh, and, and they both kind of hit the field because, uh, everybody else there stunk right. and, uh, everybody else was injured, you know? So, yeah, that's so true. Schwartz could that, definitely find it, himself in a situation like that. You know, mm-hmm. look, he's going to be a guy. I'm sure you're going to be scouring your free agent, your free agent, uh, 
your free agency wire waiver wire and be like, wait, how, this guy's got uh 30 yard per reception. Like, why isn't he on anyone's roster? And then you're going to look and be like, Oh, he's got six catches on the year and two were for three yards. And then one was for 87 yards, but whatever, like I said, if I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss here. I'm going to, I'm going to just go for a guy with a special talent at least. Mm-hmm. All right. And then at four Oh five, we have a random kicker. And then we have at four Oh six Trey McKitty who, uh, I'm not even going to go there at 407. We have Bob picking Sage Surratt, who is a, a kind of a deep sleeper darling in Debbie leagues from wake forest. Sage Surratt, uh, explain your pick. He's a possession guy. Um, I see a lot of Larry Fitzgerald PPR value in him. So you heard it here. Bob compared him to Larry Fitzgerald, everybody. Shane, you heard that, right? Yeah, we can uh, we can throw that right into the uh, into the uh, bad take Twitter. Uh, I'll give myself a sticker. Um, he's not. I mean, his what was his forty? His forty was four six nine. Um, so he's not going to kill you with speed. Um, but he, to me, his uh, his upside was. Too much at this point. All right. And uh, next is quarterback uh, Ian Book at 408. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm going to tell you he ain't it. That's all I'm going to say. That's my advice. As a Notre Dame fan, I, I there's a reason why I'm balding because I was pulling my hair out by watching Ian Book play quarterback. It is ungood. So at tight end at 409, we have Peyton Hendershot. Anybody heard of this guy? Yeah, Indiana <laughs> tight end. I don't think he's even declared. <laughs> I'm not a 100% pot. I thought he was still, he was still thought he was coming back to school. So I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's actually in the draft guys. So yeah. I don't have him on my list. The computer is super. really pulling some. We need to rate and review. Is this a Debbie yeah. draft? We didn't see. Yeah, I was going to say that the computer's <laughs> got a Debbie draft going and shoot. We should have done that. Yeah. Now yeah, I got to change some of my picks now. Little do we Man. know they're one step ahead of us. Yeah. This yeah. is, uh, but they sniped me with Brock Reuter there. I'm man. I'm just, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. 4-10 Brock Reuter. I have never heard of him. A quarterback four eleven Jamar Smith. Another. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think we're all kind of drafted more... last year. I mean, or didn't he come out last year? I don't think he's in the draft either, guys. Sorry. Actually, I think I think the issue is they mixed Jamar Chase and Devonte Devonta Smith yeah. together, and man, oh. what a receiver that would be! Whew. But he's playing quarterback, so it's too bad. Uh, and at four twelve, we have our final pick of this mock, which I hope you guys all have enjoyed, uh, except for the computer picks, which are terrible. Uh, <laughs> running back. Elijah Mitchell, who has some major upside. So why don't you talk mm-hmm. about that upside? Yeah, so it, it's not going to be an opinion that's universally you know, agreed upon, but I have Elijah Mitchell as my RB6 in the class. Now, normally, if I'm going in a deeper rookie draft, I'm going to wait a little bit longer because I can probably get away with taking, taking him in the, next, in the fifth, maybe the sixth. Uh, but... I, and, and there's a few guys I probably would have picked in the fourth round over him, but I just wanted to make sure that I, that I got him some airtime here because we're talking about a guy that, that has, uh, he has the, the potential to be a three down running back. He's got the receiving ability. 
Um, he's, he's next level athlete. Um, but he's also a guy that's at over 200 pounds. Um, he ran a four, three, five, 96 percentile at his pro day, um, at, at, at 201 pounds, which, I mean, this is, we're talking, this stuff is crazy. Um, and, uh, a six, nine, four shuttle. So the footwork, the change of direction, and, and then the explosion, 37 and a half inch vertical, 128 inch broad jump. Uh, but you look, you go back again, all the, all the athleticism in the world doesn't mean anything. I mean, we could go after um, uh, Kine Nwangwu from, from Iowa state who just, just blew away uh, the, his pro day, but he didn't have any production, you know? So we don't know what he's going to do actually on the field. Um, but we saw that with Elijah Mitchell, of course it was a group of five, but uh, uh, with, with his athleticism, which is what I want to see. I want to see that athleticism. That's just, you know, just oozing all over the place when, when he has, when they have that and they're also in the power five and I don't mind. Um, so, uh, and we saw he did well. He, he went for over hundred yards against Iowa state last year, which is a tough run defense. So um, uh, we've seen him, you know, going up against some, some power fives. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm just, he, he had a senior bowl invite. Um, it, the, the teams are, teams are obviously, uh, checking him out. Uh, he, you know, we had a, had a, a combine invite as well. So, I mean, he's not, this guy's not coming out of left field. He's, he's got NFL teams checking him out. He's got NFL teams, um, wanting to see, uh, what his actual numbers are and man, uh, what he did at his pro day. I think, I think we're going to see him drafted a lot higher than, than everyone thinks. Yeah. All right. You guys, that ends our draft. And that will actually end our show. I want to thank everybody for coming on. And you guys, we're not the last show in this whole entire thing. We've got Josh, the smoke show. And he's going to be interviewing Will Harris, who is from Viridian Global, who actually has gear. I'm wearing one of their shirts, a CEH shirt. They, you can get Dynasty Happy Hour stuff. You can get Fancy Point stuff there. They've got almost every single Twitter show on there that you can actually go get any, your favorite podcast will have a shirt on there or your favorite player. And Will Harris will be interviewed there. He's not just about shirts and swag. He actually knows football too. So Josh, the smoke show will be interviewing him then at 10 PM Eastern time, right after the smoke show, we have Scott bear and Graham Barfield. And you know what they're going to do? They're just going to talk. And when you have two brilliant minds talking, you've got to listen. So you guys got to tune into that. And for us, I want to say thank you on behalf of Bob, Wes, Tim, and Shane, uh, Ben wizard behind the scene. Thank you for all that you've done and fantasy points. I am so happy and excited to push this forward on the fantasy point media group for me. Tyler, did I say happy hour? I want to say good night.